Welcome to the Muscle and Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, David Bryson, and this is the number one podcast for those who want to lose fat, gain muscle, and live a powerful, fearless, and meaningful life. Let's get on with the episode. What is going on, guys? Coach David coming at you live on another episode of the Muscle and Mindset Podcast. And today I have the honor to have your 2021 uh, Men's Physique National Champ, Coach, Entrepreneur, Human, dude, good friend, Tom Cox. Welcome to the show, bro. And thank you so much for having me, man. I love the content that you're putting out, and I'm just uh, eager to get this just rolling and start this discussion. Yeah, love it. So, guys, uh, before some of you guys jump on, it's like, well, you, you're you're interviewing the guy because you're starting pro. No, we actually we're going to do an episode <laughs> like a few weeks before at Nationals, um, but. You know, when you when you're gunning to be the best in the country, your focus has to be in yeah. the show. So, first of all, congratulations! And this thank you so much. Is a huge accomplishment um, to me. Um, before we go into like live, I just want to touch on a little something. Um, I break down shows uh, in in a different way when they come to national shows. So juniors to me is it's a good show. You get a pro card, very respectable show. Uh, amazing competitors have come out of it. USA is an amazing show all across the board. Um, I believe it's a stronger show when it comes to the women's division. Um, Agreed. Uh, North Americans, it is the toughest show for open bodybuilding. Canada, and Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And when it comes to classic physique and men's physique, there is nothing that touches nationals. So do coming on top, it 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 doesn't I cannot remember the first or the last national champion that won, you know, nationals that normally takes place in Florida that didn't go on to be a great pro. So you have you have big shoes to fill in, and I'm sure I know for a fact that. You know, you're not gonna have any problem fulfilling those, those you know, those goals that you have, and you know, you no pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure at all. Um, how how did it feel? You just just like being, knowing that you're the best in the country, and sincerely, it could be that is to me that that could be the toughest men's physics show in the world. Oh, with without a doubt, man. And I, I just just going into it. I mean, my confidence took such a hit the year before, you know, we discussed this and seeing you backstage a few shows, you know, I was coaching alongside of being in prep, you know, that's typical for me. Um, it's kind of how I, I pay my way in order to compete. Uh, and just juggling that and, you know, overcoming some of the things that I went through last year, I shouldn't have competed. And, and Mike was, you know, we were having conversations and just like, you know, I was right there knocking on the door. The previous year was my best season yet. And then I got had these issues just come up out of nowhere going into nationals in 2019 and just completely just was not firing on all cylinders to 2020 and uh, did junior USA's play seventh, which, you know, is commendable, respectable, but I, I just knew I was not at my best. And uh, followed that up with uh, North Americans a few weeks later because they just condensed the shows in 2020. Um, 
and came in a little bit better, put everything I had into it, just couldn't land my conditioning. So I felt like I tarnished my standing as a national level competitor by stepping on stage. And that was just you know, not humiliating, but it was just like a gut shot. You know, yeah. it's I had I was right there and didn't really know where to go from there because it was just so, something I've been working for so long. And I was like, I want to I want to get this monkey off my back, you know, so to speak. I, I want to be a coach, but also walk the walk and just have that accolade to my resume, that achievement um, that I could actually be an IPB pro and a pretty good coach, too and get that respect from my athletes as well. Uh, Cause I feel like, you know, that that's important and not many in the industry can excel in both, but I feel like there is a way you can. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. And the thing is like, um, you know, it, it was difficult for you not to the show, but the thing is like when I, I titled this show winner's mentality, that's the only way, you know, you know, mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter how hard it gets, you're going to push forward. And that's what sets you apart from, from the rest. Um, many people would have quit. You, you you couldn't do it just because, you know, it wasn't the, the way I like to describe this. that It wasn't what anybody else could have said. It was what you thought of yourself, that you know that you have more to give and you just push and push and push. And, you know, you had to take a step back and realize, okay, there's something else going on. Um, Right. And, you know, you figure it out and it paid off now. But before we get deeper into bodybuilding, um, you know, I, I want to know about Tom, you know, like the person, like, you know, what what's your story when it comes to like the fitness wall and the bodybuilding? Like what how how do you get into it? Um, I've always been drawn to it when I was I think I started lifting in high school. Uh, 10th grade is when I really touched weights for the first time. So I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to go to a school that was just a football powerhouse. I mean, we're 4A, like state <laughs> champions uh, year after year, coming from a small, like cornbread fed town. I mean, we, we drew in uh, from the surrounding areas. We just had like one big high school uh, Where are you from. from Ellerby, Rockingham, Hamlet. We drew in all those people and uh, really created a good, there's a lot of money that went into the football program there too for the past four decades. Yeah. So, yeah. It, and I had great coaches, great strength and conditioning coaches that really taught me the basics. And at the time, like yourself, I mean, my first love was soccer. Uh and I would spend hours and hours just refining my skills with that, playing out in the uh, front yard of my house. I mean, I broke <laughs> a few windows, pissed off my parents, you know, but um, I always had that drive, really. And then I was able to really focus that into weightlifting after uh, sustaining an injury my freshman year uh, and going through rehab and figured out that, hey, I can really build muscle with working with these weights. And then my attention really went to like, I don't really want to run and burn off all this muscle that I built yeah. in my off season. And then I got back on the field and I was 15 pounds more than the year prior. My, my touch to the soccer ball was completely off. I mean, you know how that is. Yeah, You're not really built for the game anymore. And 
my passion really just started snowballing into working out with weights and building my physique. And it just kind of went from there. I went to graduated, got into East Carolina University and got into the exercise science program there and just wanted to pursue something in health and fitness because I felt like that's something I would um, definitely enjoy doing. Sports and um, like anything fitness related in ECU, is, it's always a great program. ECU, Penn State, and Temple are like three big powerhouses when it comes to this. Um, oh, yeah. I lived in Philadelphia before I moved down south, and um, there is this big rivalry between ECU and like the Northeast and like who has the better program. So uh, I know you have solid education. Um, Absolutely. Well, ECU is uh, known for its distance education too. Yeah. We had a lot of uh, uh, students like off campus because they were able to take a lot of the classes online and, you know, get to your core studies, your uh, junior and senior year. I mean, yeah, you're going to have to go to the labs and be there in person, learning the application to working with weights and correct form and all that. Um, but yeah, man, I, I had, I mean, people say like, it's such a saturated field, exercise science. A lot of people that I did graduate with really after the first year, just kind of fell into a different career path. Yeah. You know, that's on them. It's very competitive. Uh, it's not that easy. The, the, uh, classes you had to take biomechanics. I mean, I, I got, I through the skin of my teeth, got through that, uh, biology, anatomy and physiology. Uh, but it still I, gave me the foundation that I feel I could really expand on and, and work from, uh, in year, you know, years to come. So, um, I had, I had such a great experience there, but I didn't, I couldn't really commit to bodybuilding. I mean, Everybody knows East Carolina University is more of like a party school. Yeah, yeah. It has that sure. reputation. Um, and I, I wasn't a big party guy by any means, but, you know, I had my social life and I didn't want to really put that aside yet, like and just dive completely into bodybuilding. And it, it really wasn't until my junior, senior year when I was like, well, shit, I need to, I need to really look the part in some way. And that's when the men's physique division really was coming uh, popular and you've seen it, the Olympia at that point, Mark Anthony, uh, Steve Cook, the pioneers of the division when bodybuilding.com was actually a thing and you can print oh, out gosh. the workouts and yeah. go through and log your workouts on them. And I was that guy at the student rec center and I was probably spending just as much time in the student rec center as I was in lectures, which probably isn't the best thing, but I would be in there and painstakingly take my weights every single session and log. Yeah, from that right point. I was talking oh, yeah. to somebody a few days ago uh, because when I got into bodybuilding, I was still in Venezuela, right? And dude, I had I knew no English, zero. I had I knew nothing. And um, Gustavo Badel, he is from he's he's Venezuela, and then he went to Puerto Rico, and then that's where he got his you know his his nickname. But he's actually from Venezuela. He's from my town, and my cousin. Um, he was a big open bodybuilder. Um, he will come here to the States and compete and go back home. Um, they were the first two people that I saw that they were gigantic. And, yeah. You know, I, I talked to uh, Gustavo and the thing he told me was he was like, read the forums and just translate what they say. So here I am at 14 years old going to the forums and, um, Dude, just reading everything. I will wait for 
uh, Ron Parlow to reply to people. Uh, oh, yeah. Dusty was always in the forums. Um, um, who was uh, Scott? You know, they actually, they, they have the podcast uh, too. Um, oh, yeah. And um, Forty Two Training. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Scott. That um, is the best book for bodybuilding for anybody yeah. getting into it yeah. by far. And, you know, you will have Dave Palumbo replying there sometimes. And, dude, I will literally just print off pages of everything and then, you know, just translate it word by word because I had no idea what they were saying. And then I will go on bodybuilding.com and do the same thing. Uh, <laughs> so I was I was such a nerd when it came to this because there was so much information. But, you know, back then you didn't have what we have now. If, if there's any message guy that wants to get on stage, they simply send you a text. They send you a DM and say, hey, Tom, help me out. We, Easy we access. We didn't have that. We no. had to go to the forums and just search. And then the same good information that you could have found, you also had the bad information that information that you didn't want to read. So, you know, it's like, who do you trust? You know, what do you what do you do? Who do you follow? Right. So it's funny that we uh we, we did the same thing. And I mean, like us too. How many how many guys went into the forums to just like learn something from uh from Jay Cutler that will reply sometimes? Or, you know, this, you know, big name, you know, coaches now that uh, definitely impacted and, you know, they paved our our path to where we are now, you know? Oh, yeah. And back then, I mean, coaching really wasn't a thing like bodybuilding gurus. Yeah. I mean, there's a handful of them, but a lot of bodybuilders like really just prepped themselves and would go on these forums and, hey, here's here's my protocol. Here's what my diet yeah. looked like. You and, know, a funny thing is um, in 20, yeah, it was. 20, 2009, um, when Jay won, um, you know, he came back and won the Olympia. I actually emailed Aceto uh, because, I mean, there was no Instagram. There was nothing. And I emailed him. It's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm David. I'm from Venezuela, and I would like to work with you. I got an email back. Dude, it was probably like 11, month, 11 months later. It was <laughs> it was amazing. And he said, I, I still have the email just because it's just so great to see it. It was like, okay, I'm not taking on clients. Wow. That, that's was, so, such was, typical of Yeah, It was just such a like quick response. Yeah. Um, that it's just it's just great to see how this sport has evolved over the years and how we're able to help so many people in many different aspects, like posing, nutrition, coaching, health, hormones. Anything is just simply by the power of social media. You know, there is bad information, there is good information. And the more content we put out there to help others, you know, the, the, the more people that we're able to to help. And, you know, before we keep, you know, we keep moving forward, um, you know, you just accomplish something that no many people can do. It's, you know, becoming the best athlete in your division to me is in the world. Because that show is the is the most difficult show in the world. There is no doubt that the nationals in the men's physique division it is the top of the top. How was your support system when it came to this? Because um, I know that big part of your success and you know the 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 team that you have is you know is unchained physiques. It's just you guys have taken you know you know you've built something from here to use the top of the top. I mean, you're working with Olympians. You're, you're not just working with pros. You are making pros. You're building like 
physiques that are worthy of being in a pro stage and, you know, qualifying and just making a name for this? Like, how how can you describe this team for you? Man, it's just I didn't even really answer your first question because I was going back to what I went through the two years prior to that. But just going into this show, my support system was so strong. It it reinstilled that confidence in me. And I felt that going in as like, I know I'm a shoo for a pro card. I don't care who shows up. I I left no stone unturned in the way my body, like I just started getting glimpses. Even at, I mean, two months out, I looked like I was weeks out Yeah. compared to the previous year. And my, my body was just day by day getting closer and closer. And then uh, the th- everything just kind of fell into place. So naturally easy. I wasn't stressed. Um, and, and that really can just be attributed to the people I surrounded myself with this time. Uh, and I got my hat goes off the mic. Uh, you know, he's my business partner. He's the owner of Unchained Physiques, Men's Physique News. I mean, the guy has been such a great mentor, like a big brother to me, took me under his wing when, I mean, you see my shots, my side by sides when I first started out. Any coach would be like, I mean, this is gonna, this is gonna be a project, you know. This is gonna take some years, but he saw something in me even then. And I guess after talking to him, um, he gave me a lot of opportunities with work, managing his gyms, uh, learning more of the fitness industry, the business side of things, and then that just went involved into coaching lifestyle clients, and then him taking me, yeah. Wow, <laughs> this is. I mean, th- this is just wow. This is. 2015 yeah. to uh, oh, just the state championship. Yeah, so that was the show, the warm up show right before, as my qualifying show for nationals, uh, two weeks prior. Yeah, this is. I mean, that that's that is just wild, dude. It was like a different human being, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just it was it was crazy, man. And everything, it's the law of attraction. It really is. If you want something so bad. I guess that's why so many bodybuilders in the golden era, all of them moved out to Venice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they wanted to be around other bodybuilders, the top in the world. And that was just like the Mecca for it. And, and it still kind of is today, but now you're seeing that happen in Florida. You're seeing that happen in Texas, even in the Carolinas, how it's grown up. Yeah. I mean, it just yeah. evolved in yeah. the past few years. And I think like with what Mike has done, even like really just specifically for the men's physique division, um, really created that on the East Coast for us. And it's, it's exciting, man. I mean, it's, it's so crazy to, I mean, it's overwhelming really to think how, how fast everything has really grown exponentially year to year. Um, but just to go back to the support system, I had, Brooks, who's just a prodigy of a coach himself, only being 25 and his his training IQ to where it is, is beyond mine. I'm going to be honest. Um, his, his his insight, he asked the right questions. And when I met Brooks, I was like, I got I got to introduce you to Mike. <laughs> yeah. And and just from there, he became like my training partner. We just we were in the gym every day the same time eating the same meals on the same schedule and he just held me accountable to it i couldn't i couldn't go in there without leaving it all in the gym so that was a big factor i feel like to my success uh and and mike when all my health really took a hit and we'll talk about that 
later, but it, we were flying blind really in 2020. Yeah, we yeah. didn't really know how to navigate what was going on with my body. It was fighting itself. Um, and yeah, it came to that conversation. And it's like, I, you know, you can, you can still be a great coach. You don't need to do this to yourself and keep pushing yourself, you know, take your health into consideration because you are a great coach. And there are a lot of great coaches that don't have that IFBB pro status, but I just something deep down. I mean, we both came to that as like, let's, we haven't spent all our resources. I know a guy and, and Mike made a phone call. He and Dom really hit it off a year prior when they met at a pro show. Um, and I guess them both being from New York and Italian, that helped too. Um, <laughs> <They're cousins>. Yeah. <laughs> so he got on this phone call with Dominic Mustacio and from there, I mean, Dom gotten a call with me, had that consultation. We hit it off. He had a game plan. And when he sent over the first, I'm, I'm kidding you not, David, when he sent over that first meal plan, I was like, holy shit, what have I gotten myself into? It yeah. was like, like, like you, when you had to like transcribe all those words, and everything. Yeah. that's what it was like. It was like hieroglyphics. I didn't know what the hell I was looking at, but I was like, okay. Back to my college days and being studious. This is what I have to do. I'm going to set alarms in my phone when I need to take this, that, this, like over a thousand dollars of supplements, like just digestive enzymes, top of the line, um, probiotics, prebiotics. Uh, you know, we had to really address my gut health for the first four months and pretty much rebuild, literally rebuild the lining to my stomach. Um, and it wasn't even in the cards of competing this year when I, when we started off, but then how my body started progressing, uh, changing rapidly after that first four months, he's like in August, we got the phone call and he's like, Hey, we're doing nationals this year. We're going to give it a shot. And I know it's the biggest show, but he had so much confidence in me. He's like, this is what we're going to do. And I was like, yeah. so all right. I I I'm, I'm a fan of the sport and not use, I don't, I love bodybuilding, not use each class. I love the art of bodybuilding, right? Same here. I'm I, a fan first I and foremost. I don't care if you do men's physique. I don't care if you do open bodybuilding. I don't care if you do classic bikini. I don't, I, I don't care. You know, there's an art of building something from the bottom, understanding what is, behind curtains and coming up with the solution to the problem okay so um uh and was it 20 yeah it, it was uh we talked uh backstage at one show and you shared with me that you were dealing with some uh gut issues and ever since that moment that's actually when i met brooks that first time mm -hmm. i dude i follow your i followed your journey like like a, a fan i wanted to see how you were able to overcome the obstacles because that is not that that is not easy, right? Somebody else would have quit. Somebody else would have said, "You know what? I'm just going to be a coach. I'm not going to pursue my dream of not use. Forget about the IBB Pro status. Just that that's just that that is just a title that you have. It's just literally like beating all the odds that you had against you, like." 
the chances of you coming out of that were very slim to none. But you know, you you found the right person to help you with this, and that is that that that's that's what I that's what I call a winner's mentality. Like there's nothing that was going to stop you from getting there. And the only thing that I believe that could have stopped you was, you know, a blood work that said that is the end, but you figured it out and, you know, you came on top. So, you know, you mentioned that Dom, um, actually I know I have never talked to him, um, but I've done uh, Dave's um, secrets to become a diet guru. Yeah. Um, I did it in what, 20, 2014. And I talked to him, you know, on like, whenever I have an answer, a question, I'll text Dave and he, you know, he'll get back to me. And one time he mentioned Dom as someone who he truly believed was a great coach when he came to figuring out shit that nobody else could. Um, yeah, uh, his, his pedigree, his clinical background. I mean, he's an underground guy. He's not about the notoriety. He's not about, uh, you know, the clout. Uh, and that's why, I mean, I have so much respect for him because he's he's very professional. But he, he coaches Olympians. I mean, he is a top-level coach. And, and you know, he, put, he puts effort into every single athlete, whether it's an Olympian or whether it's uh, an amateur doing their first show. Yeah. If they put in the work, he's going to, he's going to reciprocate that work for sure. Yeah, and I, I, I have to, I have to say that one of the reasons why you were able to accomplish what you did with him is because you were coachable. You were able, you know, you were, you decided to listen. You're a coach, right? And mm -hmm. we as coaches sometimes we're like, oh, I, 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 I know every fucking thing, so I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> you know, I, I have to admit it. I mean, five years ago, if you if someone gave me an advice, it's like, dude, come on, I'm a coach, right? Yeah. And I, I, I have to be honest. I mean, I've been there. And, I mean, you have coached people to win overalls. You know, you, you know, in, on your team, you guys have Olympians. So, you know, you, you have this guy, you know, that, that's going to help you. You know, you have to have an open mentality to let someone that you really don't know, as you know, Mike, to literally have control of your whole life. Because it's not it's not just your nutrition and your training. It's literally your whole life. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. it was in the balance. I mean, I was taking medication, Humira, uh, having to circumvent that, knowing, wow. you know, with the timing, how that affects your body, uh, him doing so much more research than his average client just to kind of figure out what, what we need to do, what our approach really needs to be. And, and I just, I, I, he had my full trust when I saw, when I saw the first plan and executed it. And after really after the first, like six weeks, you know, he had, he had a pretty good grasp of, okay, what, what we really need to do going forward. And everything he said, I mean, I was like machine mode at that point. Yeah. Like you, you take the reins and I'll follow you into the dark, bro. Whatever, whatever we need to do. Yeah. And th that's something that, you know, it's like, for example, at least with my athletes, uh, the first thing that I build before the training or the nutrition is the trust. Absolutely. Uh, if, you if you don't build trust, you know, and your coach, you know, th that, that relationship is not really going to, 
it's not really going to work. So I have worked with, you know, with a few coaches over, you know, I've been, you know, I coached my first person actually in, in September was 11 years. Like I've been like, I started very young just because I play soccer. I needed to be a better athlete. I wanted to sign my contract. So I, I was just learning everything I could. And someone that made me understand coaching and the art of bodybuilding and, you know, the health side of this uh, was something that I, someone that I consider my mentor and the person who just inspired me to be the best coach that I could as Matt Porter, rest in peace. Um, yeah. Matt, I mean, he, we did one show together. Matt coached Dom actually. That, prep. Yep. That's that's uh, I that's you know that 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 tells you something you know yeah. so yeah. the way the same way um, you know Dom was with you is the same way that I work with Matt. We worked together for seven and a half years. Wow! Um, and we did one show. That's crazy. Yeah, we will. It that's was a lot of trust. <laughs> Dude, it's like he he says like, all right, we're going to we're going into a in a prep mode. Now we're going into the off season. No shows, just learn, learn, learn. Dude, he will send me a questionnaire. It's like, why did we make the changes that that I did? Like he will ask me, you know. And it's just like, to me, you have to have you must have a certain level of respect for your coach, right? Because you know when you when you're working with someone that you see eye to eye, it's kind of like iffy to like, you know, kind of like trust what they say. It's huge, man. I mean, you have to have that. It's mutual respect, but, you know, there's a hierarchy. You ha There has to be someone that you look up to as a mentor, for sure. And I had that I had that with Dom. And that that led you to, you know, to the success that you just achieved. Um, I'm going to keep bringing it up. Winning the national championship in men's physique, is something that it, it is it is just insane. It's huge. It is the biggest show in the world in this category. So let's um, we talked a little bit about the health. Um, you know the the, the 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 approach that Dom you know did with you. How was your prep? You know leading up to this show. Like how do you was it an easy prep? Was it a di difficult prep? Um, other than I mean you had the health issues going on. But overall, how was the transitioning from not competing to, you know, going into full prep mode, knowing that there was something that could have flare up at some point during the prep? Yeah. Uh, it was it was really to compare it the past preps. I mean, it's, it's no comparison just because I wanted it so bad. I I knew that, you know, it really taught me a lesson it was a blessing in disguise that something I'm so passionate about, something I love so much was almost taken from me, you know? So this time I put everything on the back burner, horse binders, just focused in on, on the goal at hand. And, you know, that, that not to discredit, I didn't bite off more than I could chew with my clients. Of course, um, you know, that was still my priority going in, but I definitely cut back on clients that I was going to prep once I got six weeks out, <laughs> you know? So, um, it, it really was 
at a, a turning point for me, which was probably even bigger, a bigger success than winning nationals, believe it or not, was when I was at North Americans with the team. Uh, Ray Ann, our, our head female coach, was competing in wellness. Oh, for I, was, pro I, card. Was you. I was there at North Americans. Yeah, we yeah that's right. Yeah, we were there too. <laughs> um, and we, ha we had a lot of men's physique guys that went pro that show. It was a great, successful weekend. But my order for Humira came in late. I just left my – resigned from my position working um, uh, for First Health of the Carolinas as a clinical physician – or a clinical um, exercise physiologist and put everything into coaching. And with that, I had to figure out different insurance to go through to get my medication – so that was very stressful. And because of that, my medication was delayed and I couldn't get it shipped out to Pittsburgh. Right. So I just took a chance and everything was going great. I was monitoring my my uh, on, on my diet, on my supplements, and I didn't have a flare up. And it was just like, you know what, I'm not going to take another Humira shot. And just like day by day, I was just like, okay, one more day, we're good. One more day. And then just day by day, and Dom would check on me. Hey, how you feeling? What's going on here? I know you haven't taken your medication. How you feel? Are you any puffiness, any flare-ups, any um, sores coming up? No. Everything was good. So at that point, being able to be in remission pretty much from a medication that Many doctors, multiple doctors, after tons of blood work and after the diagnosis, just saying, you're going to be on this medication indefinitely. Wow. Potentially for the rest of your life. And you're going to have to take these injections once a week. And they're painful. And <laughs> but it was just like. After that point, I was like elated with joy. Uh, it was a big weight lifted off my shoulders. And I was like, okay, we're back. Nothing's holding me back. We don't even have that variable to worry about anymore. So North Americans, how far out was that from, from nationals? I forget, like nine weeks, 12 weeks, 11 weeks, something like that. I don't remember. So <laughs> at that point, I just knew that we were, we were setting ourselves up and we really just caught our stride. And then from there, my body just started rapidly changing and progressing in the right direction. Yeah. What is the exact name of the condition that you were diagnosed with? Uh, it's HS, so hydrogenitis superativa. It's an okay. auto-inflammatory, autoimmune condition that uh, it starts from issues with the gut. Um, and really, I, eating certain foods would cause me to have bad flare-ups, and that would manifest itself in so uh, sores and boils on like my inner thigh area. Wow. Painful. I mean, there were points before I got on it. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I had to be honest with you. I had a girlfriend at the time going into nationals and that relationship went sour because she probably thought I had an STD. <laughs> I'm being serious, man. So so it was just like a double just yeah. whammy. I get the heartbreak yeah. and then then going into nationals not 2019 looking like shit <laughs> you know not placing where i wanted to place <laughs> um but i just i was just so lost i was just there was nights where i was going to bed just 
in pain, crying myself to sleep. It was that bad. And uh, it's just like, I didn't know. I didn't know where to, where to go from there. And then it was just, just a blessing, man. I mean, everything just, the stars aligned. I don't know what it is, but I'm so appreciative of going through that and how it helped me develop as a coach, as a person, having compassion for other people that do have these issues, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease. Rayanne has Crohn's. She has a pretty severe case wow. of Crohn's. So two of the coaches for Unchained Physiques had to really overcome adversity to go pro. And I think that really just speaks volumes to our support system yeah. and our coaching, really. Yeah. And, you know, we're in an industry where it is very easy. I mean, you, you've you seen this, you know, as you come up with a coach that, you know, I when someone asked, I mean, I when someone asked me. Can you coach me for men's physique? I coach a lot of I coach some guys. They win their shows. But simply when they when they come to me and they say, hey, man, I want to take I want to go pro. I say, go see Mike. Go see Tom. You because I there there are there are professionals for everything, right? right? I I fix guts and I work with regular people who want to gain their life back. You know, I don't. I'm not a full-on bodybuilding coach anymore. So what do I do? I just share the little bit of knowledge that I have with the world. But if they need guidance to you know, pursue the, the sport of bodybuilding and the division of, of men's physique, the only people that are, I recommend is, is unchained physiques because it is, it's just, it's just, you guys have proven that you, you know what you're doing, that you can help someone make it to the next level. And the fact that, I mean, you guys have this support system that like, it, it's a family, right? Oh yeah, for sure. You will have older people. You will have older teams say, "Well, when Champions League, they're a piece of shit." You know, they're 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 you know they're doing this, they're doing that, and I get that myself at least. You know, it's like, oh, Dave. I mean, the, the Hispanic guy, he doesn't know shit. He doesn't speak English. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I get that all the time. It's like, well, it's just you see my clients, see what I've done, right? And that it it, it is just really empowering to see that no matter how like how like how much adversity you have in your life and you know whatever life throws at you 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 overcome it as a person as a coach and you do it as a team like i didn't know about right i didn't know that she had you know that you know autoimmune disease and that just tells me that you know you guys are so tired you guys are like family that the rest of the world is blocked off because you are just focused on your people, your circle, and making sure that the people around you is just, you know, they're, they're achieving success. And Absolutely. And, and, you know, we never wanted to put that out there prior. Didn't want that to be seen as for sympathy or pity or to use it as a crutch. Oh, I didn't get, I didn't get this placing because well, I had this going on. Newsflash, everybody has obstacles in their lives. They're, they're going to hit them during prep. There's no yeah. way around it. It's just like, there's different levels of it. For sure, some people just have this like, you know, crazy, devastating things. Like, uh, for instance, uh, one of Dom's clients, Nationals, last year he lost both of his parents to COVID within two weeks. Wow. Yeah, he lost both of his parents, and then he came down. He was in the hospital in critical condition himself with COVID. 
came back this year and narrowly missed it, but placed overall in his qualifying show, came back looking hit even better than last year, just missed it. But that just goes to the, the caliber of competitors that were there this year. Even me, like looking back at the pictures, I'm like, damn. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was and and that stash. to me, that what you just explained <clears throat> is is the definition of success, right? Like you you were not successful because you won the national championship or because you won your pro car. You're successful because you had an ideal and you did everything every day to make sure that that happened. Success is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal. You know, if you have a goal in mind and you repeat the actions that you're supposed to every day, you're a successful, successful person. You know, success is not the end goal. It's the daily, it's the daily progress. And you use, I mean, you, you showed what, what that is, you know, and, you know, this guy that, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, my heart goes out to him because he lost his parents. You know, he is successful. He might have not won his pro car, but he did everything that he could. To he make proved that to himself, man. And that just really, it was inspiring just to be there alongside that journey. Like, yeah, he was heartbroken. Of course, it was a big hit, but just to prove to himself that he can get right back out there in the ring and do that again, more power to him, man. Yeah, that's so that's you, a strong mindset. That's yeah, very so rare. All, all the competitors, athletes, use, uh, you know, whoever listens to this, uh, you know, just understand that you cannot get obsessed with the end goal. You need to get obsessed with the daily progress. The process. You know, like everything that, everything that you do every single day. Because you cannot, you don't know if you're going to wake up tomorrow. That that is that is not a fact. The only thing that you know is that today you have the chance to do everything in your power to be the best that you can be. If you do that, you're going to be successful. That, that's the bottom line. And that's that that is what a winner's mentality means. That that is what what that is, you know, and you have it, you know, that. And I just want to say this real quick. It is like all those losses, all those, you know, negative experiences to lead it to that day on the national stage, being surrounded by my friends, my team, who I consider family, knowing that my real family was watching from home. Shout out to the, the IFBB NPC for having a live stream that was good quality for, was, for an amateur it, show. I think it was the best live stream of the whole year yeah yeah i know there was like a little fluke at the finals whatever yeah. but pre-judging that's what really really counted i thought that was so awesome that my my family was viewing and cheering from home and me just knowing that in the back of my mind was pretty awesome but everything like i wouldn't trade that experience i wouldn't trade those failures i wouldn't trade those losses the six years to build up to that when i broke down in tears on stage and i was able to like through that whole thing, I mean, I, I know I got criticized for it because I was so stone-faced and in my zone uh, in the lineups. But, man, it just hit me all at once. And it is you can't describe it. But that's like you've seen competitors that just break down and like when they when they win that all that that relief. But it's so much more than a pro card because I got my pro card. I already knew that going into the overalls. But then when that hit me. And it was all said and done. How many people get to experience that in their lifetime? Something that they've worked so hard for to reach the pinnacle of that moment. 
you know, and yeah, yeah, I'm starting at the bottom of the food chain again, but it's, it was just like to this point, the best day of my life, without a doubt. And I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say it here on air. I'm going to be completely honest with you. When I saw that you won, dude, you can ask my wife. I was running around the fucking house like you were my client. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. We were watching TV downstairs because it was pretty late. I mean, dude, I'm I'm already like 30 minutes past my bedtime. I'm in bed by day. Yeah. Um, and I saw that picture. I got up the couch and I started fucking running around the house. <laughs> it was so cool to yeah. see that I knew what you were going through. Right. Yeah. I I it, it was just like such a like like empowering moment to see like my body won the shit, you know, like he is the best in the country. Dude, she was like, she's like, who won? Who is this guy? <laughs> well, dude, I was I was just like, I was like, fuck yeah. It, it, it was so cool. Um, dude, one thing I, I actually want to ask you about is like, how do you get how do you link up with Mike? Yeah, well, I mean, our story goes back a ways. Um, I know it's I met him in uh 2016. It's really relatively, it's not that long ago, but I mean it's That's just pro. all the time that we spent together, the hours, the business, business growing that, and then me him being Mike from my employer, giving me this opportunity to being a business partner partner and a mentor to me, and then just building this for lack of better words, empire, what we've been able to create. Like our, our wheelhouse has always been men's physique and unchained physiques. When he first started it, he even didn't have an idea of what it would turn into, what it would evolve into. And um, meeting him backstage, this is just the kind of guy that Mike is and still is to this day that um, he's able to really see talent. He's able to see those that, you know, maybe others wouldn't be able to notice, but that we were able to connect. And I went to, I went to like a seminar that, you know, Jeremy Buendia at the time, he had him fly out to one of his gyms in Raleigh area. And my coach, uh, my first coach that I worked with, uh, Robert David senior, he was actually a, uh, Mr. Natural Mr. Universe. He competed against Mike O'Hearn back in 1996 oh, wow. and came second to Mike O'Hearn. <laughs> So he, he's just an old school bodybuilder and he, he got me into it, taught me how to train properly, get, gave me a basic diet model to follow. But he's the one that I got to credit to him. He's the one that said, hey, this new division, men's physique, I don't know anything about it. The posing, this guy seems to know what he's talking about and he's surrounded by pros. So if I were you, I would go to that seminar. I would network. I would meet his athletes. I would work out with his athletes. And then get connected to him, and just from there, I um, I went to that seminar. Ended up training with him and his uh, coaching partner at the time, Axel. I was a men's physique pro that just transitioned I, I, to classic. I, I remember, I remember that guy. Yeah, um, yeah, he he was, he was is, like he, he transitioned into classic physique. It would have been a great classic physique. Really, like. Like he was like what six two, six three? No, no, he looks like that in his pictures, but he's actually like five foot seven. It's <laughs> oh, wow. short Puerto Rican. Yeah. Um, but Axel was actually oh, actually hold on. I'm confusing, I'm confusing the guy. Um actually like really short, like short guy, like like short hair. Short hair. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I really bubbly. 
Yes. Very bodily guy. Yeah. Um, I'm, I was thinking about the guy with the tattoos. Um, oh, no. Yeah, anyway. No. Yeah. He's not all tatted up. He has a few, but no, clean-cut looking dude, good-looking dude. And uh, just training with them, that was the first time I trained with, like, IFBB pros. And just that in itself takes you to a different level. So I was like, what do I need to do to be around you guys more often? I mean, that's an hour and a half away. And I was like, I simply had a conversation with Mike and I was like, you know, I know you own these gyms. Is there, are there any opportunities that I could take advantage of working for you? Is there anything open? And he's like, yeah, actually I got a gym in Albemarle, which is only 50 minutes away from where I lived. And got me a, a training manager position there. And fast forward three years later, I became a senior manager over uh, four of his seven facilities um, as a personal training manager, but area manager. So I just pretty much managed all the, the training services that were offered out of his Gold's Gyms. And that, that was fun. That was an experience uh, living in uptown Charlotte. Um, working amongst those those people, IFBB pros in the area definitely helped me elevate my training game. But um, yeah, it, then really just got into Unchained was growing so fast that it was just turned to be better for me just to dive solely into that. And I wanted to be back closer to home with family. Family's really big to me. And we were able to come to an agreement as like, hey, you can just be coaching for me. We'll, we'll keep building this. You'll be able to devote more time to it, which is only going to help him too. And um, I was able to come back and we were able to reach an agreement, be close to the family. Everybody wins. Nice, dude. I mean, um, I met Mike actually in 2016 too. Um, I believe it was Excalibur that he won uh, right before going to North America is when, where he took his pro car. Am I right? Yep. That's right. I, I, I remember that. Um, because when he stepped on a stage, I was actually sitting right behind Trace. Um, <laughs> and I yeah. went like, holy fuck, he was just peeled. It was Mike, it was, Mike could get conditioned, man. Dude, People man, forget, but that guy knew how to suffer. It, dude, that show was just like it and here here's the thing in 2016, like it's it's like a flashback as what the division looks now to to not like right now is very competitive. In 2016, when it was coming up, it was as competitive. You know, there were a few years where it like kind of like took a took a little, you know, you know, it went down a little. Yeah. But 2016, it was very competitive. And he would he just stood out. It was just like that is conditioning. Oh yeah. Um and posing. I mean, he had he put a lot of work into his posing because Mike, like me, we don't have the smallest tapered waist. Yeah. You know, so we had to really create that with our posing. And that's something yeah. that Mike is just really big on presentation, yeah. posing. I definitely was not the most genetically gifted at nationals, but is because the way I presented my body and having that confidence and with the presentation that I feel like gave me that edge. Yeah. And I actually went to North Americans that year where, where he took, um, where he won his pro cart. Um, because when classic came out, you know, I, I'm Hispanic. I know how to dance. Um, and I was helping a few guys with posing and I remember him just, you know, taking the car and it was used condition. It was used. Wow. And yeah. that is actually the trademark of Unchained Physiques. I mean, you guys bring conditioning to the show. You know, when there is an Unchained Physiques athlete on the stage because they're never out of shape. Um, 
oh, yeah, it's priority. We're not going to put an athlete on stage unless they're conditioned. They might not be the biggest, but we're going to bring them in with pro-level conditioning for sure. Yeah. So that that is that, – that's something that I appreciate um, because it's not just the presentation. It's the health aspect. It's the community. And, you know, everything that an athlete needs in order to be successful and achieve what they're trying to achieve. And, I mean – I, I have to take my hat off to you guys because you're building something that it is worth following and looking at. And it's it's inspiring for, you know, coaches that are coming up. You know, um, I've been doing this now for a while. But like like I said, Luis, you know, I, I talked to him yesterday. I mean, he's he's, Great a kid, guy. he's he's a guy that's coming up and he I know he will make an impact like he's building a roster of athletes, and he really cares for what he's doing. Um, Andres, I mean, he, th- this guys, I mean, they've been coaching for a few years, and they are used, you know, they're 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 following the right footsteps. They're and- investing. They're investing in themselves and further education. I mean, I see it. I see their posts. I see what they're doing. They're not biting off more than they can chew. They're yeah. focusing on, you know, their target clients and capitalizing on it. And I feel like that's what we've been able to do. Yeah, we're expanding into different divisions, but men's physique is always going to be our wheelhouse. Yeah. And it, it's, it, you know, you're, you're, you're working with Olympians. I mean, you have people going into the Olympia and I know that you will be one of them very soon. Um, appreciate you, that, man. You, I mean, it's, it's, dude, I mean, it, it it's, it's no secret. It's, it's just fucking work. I mean, you put in the work at it, show that's, um, you know, and that's, that's what that's the beauty of the sport. That's the beauty of bodybuilding. You're just progressing every time, just getting better, you know, uh, as the years go by. This is a sport that takes a lot of time mm-hmm. because there's no quick fix to it. There's no bullshit approach. There's no this cookie cutter bullshit that you can take to make it to 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 the next level. It's like it it's just hard work. And you know, that that's that's the winner's mentality. That that's that's the um, that's what it takes. Absolutely. And, and, and really just to kind of uh, piggyback off of what you said before, is like taking the athlete's health and to consideration. That's something we've always been very big on. And I'm just happy to really announce, we officially announced it uh, the other day, but Dom is exclusively a part of Unchained now. I saw that. I saw that. Dude, so I, I think yeah, he, he's going to be still taking on his, his bodybuilder uh, clients. They're really interested in that. Mike and I and Brooks, we don't, we don't really take on bodybuilders as out of our, you know, expertise, really. Um, just like what you do. Is there some, if there's a coach that's better, we're going to refer them somewhere else. But having Dom uh, on, as a part of our team and having that internal person, the clinician that has the resources and access to really analyze and read blood work and has doctors right there where he's at um, that can even give him insight. Uh, that's that's so invaluable to um, any athlete that really is working with the coach, being able to monitor where their blood blood report is going to be year to year so they can see that trend, you know, and be able to monitor that all throughout their competitive career. And that's not is it like an incentive to be able to retain our clients. But I think that's something that really is going to formulate what other coaches are going to aspire to be and do and have that within their, um, you know, their coaching system that they've set in place with their athletes. Yeah. 
Um, and I mean, sadly, I mean, we lost, you know, great competitors, great athletes, great, you know, man, this year, just, yeah. um, you know, we, it, it's just taking a look, you know, a little bit deeper than just the physical aspect. Um, Absolutely. You know, and, you know, this is a conversation that we could have, you know, on another, and uh, another, you know, episode where, you know, we really deep dive into what should you look for when you're looking for a coach, right? How Absolutely. do you get the right coach for you? Like you said, Dom, I mean, he's going to keep taking his bodybuilding clients because that's, that is his niche. I mean, he works with, you know, all athletes, mm -hmm. but bodybuilders, I mean, he just, he makes monsters. And yeah. the thing is like, they're not just monsters, they're healthy monsters, right? So that is something that I'm also trying to bring a little bit of more light on um, to the amateur scene. Um, because like we're talking off air, you know, the, the health issues that we're looking at with open bodybuilders, they're just not coming up, you know, in the past one to two years. They've been bodybuilding for 15 plus years. So everything that's coming to light now started 10 years ago. So how do we prevent, you know, athletes that are just starting their, their bodybuilding journey to not leave earth at 40? You know, how do you, how do you competing into your, you know, mid forties, I mean, fifties, um, you know, that's a little bit late, but just making sure that you're, you're, you're checking all the boxes when it comes to your, to your own health. And I think the addition to of Dom to Unchained Physique is going to use, you know, use bring so much value to to your people and is going to draw more attention to the athletes who are looking to, you know, start their their bodybuilding journey. If they're if they want to go into the men's physique, it's like, all right, I have the full package. I have posing, coaching, and health. What else can I ask for? And you know, that 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 is something that needs to to be spoken about yeah um i think that's just the with our initiative and like you said everything that we've faced this in this past year uh i mean it's right there in our faces and the only way we can really change it is doing what you and i are doing right now and, and bringing that light to it educating people and you know young guys they're just coming into it we don't hear about it, but these problems happen in the NPC. Yeah. You just don't hear about it because they're not pros. Yeah. They haven't built that name, but I'm sure there's a lot of bodies. And I hate to be morbid, but yeah. it, 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 it is what it show. is. Every yeah. show, it happens every time. But, you know, that's what we're doing this. You know, you just try to help more people. And um, I think... Uh, I think, you know, the sport of bodybuilding is it's coming back to, you know, where it used to be, but now on a healthier, um, you know, face, you know, everything is looking better, you know, and, and, and I think it's just going to keep evolving, um, you know, with the, the more years to come of, you know, competitors and coaches, mostly coaches being more, you know, be, paying more attention to the health on you know each athlete yeah and, and it starts with us is the guys that are coming up and changing to the guard is what we said is like we can really integrate this into the future for coaches and athletes to really look into and put this as a priority it's just the what's there's always life after bodybuilding 
you know, businesses that you can create from it using that platform. I've been lucky enough to when I've been able to build a career alongside with my amateur career coming up yeah. um, to where I have a retirement plan kind of in place. But these guys, there's just so tunnel vision and just the stage is it. And we'll just push the gas and whatever it takes just to, to be the best. And is it really worth it? You know, so I think this is great, man. I, I, I really enjoyed this this discussion we've had and I, th I hope it does really strike a chord with a lot of people that are, um, you know, that's seen what's gone on this past year and may have some hesitation, may uh, be working with the coach right now that just doesn't, doesn't really take the time to ask those questions or to lead them to get more blood work done or just to check those things. So yeah, this is, this is important. I'm glad that we're really putting this out. Yeah, absolutely. So, dude, we've been on for an hour, um, and I don't want to crazy. You, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I know we could talk for two hours, and I'd really appreciate your time. Um, yes, thank you and, for having me. Really, yeah. Um, we tried to this when you were an amateur. We didn't have. I didn't have the pleasure of doing it, but I'm glad now. You know, you're you're the national champion, and you know, am I the first one to interview you? Um, I have an interview coming out with Dave Palumbo on RX Muscle. Nice. Um, you know how he is, man. He does so many oh, back yeah. to back. Oh, yeah. So I don't know when it's going to be released, but um, I did that last week. Um, and of course, with Mike's platform, Men's Physique News, we went live. But this is the longest, most extensive and thorough interview I've done. Yes. Cool. So we'll we'll definitely, you know, use we can do, uh, you know, just talk talk more about like actually men's physique. Um, just deep dive into the category what the judges are looking for, uh, because you you nailed it. I mean, you guys know what they're looking for. You brought it, and, you you know, you have found that formula to just create powerhouses because that's your niche. So now uh, we could definitely, you know, use another time, just, you know, talk more about it and, you know, just, you know, keep expanding, you know, the success or, or you know, on chain of physiques. So I want to thank you so much for coming on board and, you know, just, you know, give me, an hour of your busy day to, you know, just share your experience and share a little bit of your life. Oh man. I, I appreciate this so much, man. I love doing this. So um, let me know. We'll definitely do this again in the near future. All right. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much and hope you have a great night. All right. Same to you, Dave. Take care. Peace out. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. If you found some value, please share it with a friend and you'll automatically be helping us to change 1 million lives. If you're interested in working with us, DM me the word Brazen on Instagram and we'll see if there's anything stopping me from helping you achieve your fitness goals. Have the greatest day of your whole entire life.